We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions As an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Until one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. This is from Anatole France. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice. Right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia and today's theme is the gift of animals. And I'm Katie Chu. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be The Star You Are needs your donations to help us help those in distress by, by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at bethestarur.org. And you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no fees. So in this first segment on animals, Katie will be talking about animals from a career perspective with another Aim to Shoot segment. Take it away, Katie. Hey everyone, so I'm back with another segment of Aim to Shoot, which is all about careers, and since today's theme is animals, I'll be talking about careers related to working with animals. So there are really animal lovers everywhere, kids, teens always asking their parents for a pet, people always wanting to spend time around dogs and cats and all kinds of animals going to the zoo. And fortunately, there are actually many career options with Um, that have work related to animals. Now, the most obvious that people's minds generally just go straight to is veterinarian. But just as there are many types of doctors, there are many types of veterinarians. So kind of going into the work of a veterinarian, they basically provide medical care to a variety of animals. And these animals are often categorized as large, small, or exotic. And with each of this each type of animal with, a lar- with large animals or small animals or exotic animals, there are certain types of veterinarians that deal with these animals. For example, small animal veterinarians are a type of veterinarians who work with dogs and cats and may be trained in other animals such as hamsters. So small animal veterinarians end up working generally with a lot of pet owners in urban areas or just general pets. Whereas... Large animal veterinarians often assist farm animals like cows, sheep, and horses. And then you have this the third category, exotic animal veterinarians, who focus really more on zoo animals such as tigers, gorillas, that breeds who aren't kept in houses as often. 
And even sometimes these breeds may include snakes and exotic animal veterinarians will focus on these kind of animals and species. Now, veterinary salary can vary from 50000 to over 145000 depending on where they work. And they can either work in a larger vet hospital or they could be working independently. So sometimes you may see larger hospitals that have the word vet on it or animal hospital, or you may be just going by a plaza and you see a small store that says veterinarian where a veterinarian may be working independently. But as I mentioned, veterinarians aren't just simply veterinarians. There are types of veterinarians. And one example of this would be a veterinarian technician. And this who, who, someone who is a veterinarian technician may be considered the nurse at an animal hospital. They would be responsible for assisting the vet with routine checkups, surgeries, emergency procedures, and filling prescriptions. Now, veterinarian technicians do earn a little less at about 21000 to 44000 but they do regularly end up working with animals just as a veterinarian does. And just as we have radiologists for humans... Vet animals do as well. So a veterinary radiologist would use internal images to medically diagnose and treat animals. Many people don't really think about it really too often, but just as doctors have kind of different paths they can go toward, for example, radiology or dentist or become a dentist or work as a nurse or even acupuncture, animals have reflect animals have their veterinarians who work in different places such as in the radiology radiology field or in the dentist field it really depends on what kind of area they go toward and they are they can specialize in an area just as our own doctors do so veterinarians do have assistants just as doctors may have assistants and you can work as a veterinary assistant by providing administrative support to a veterinary office and you would become kind of the first point of contact for someone who has an injured animal. And this kind of goes the same for someone who works in the administrative center at a hospital. You are the first person that someone sees when they are injured. And similarly, a veterinary assistant would do the same. In this in this kind of occupation, you may not be in contact with animals as much as a veterinarian or a nurse is, but you would definitely be seeing them and the people who own them on a regular basis as you greet them and help help them go where they need to go. Now, veterinarians, as I mentioned, may work independently or in a large hospital, but they can also work in zoos. Obviously, zoos have a lot of animals that need help and a lot of exotic animal veterinarians can work with zoos to help provide medical care to those in the zoos or in protected habitats. As I mentioned, veterinary dentists, veterinary nurse, animal acupuncturists are all our types of um, occupations where you would be treating animals but in different ways and these are all options for anyone who loves animals and definitely available to you. Of course, kind of moving on from the treatment area of careers related to animals, we also have zoologists. So zoologists research animals in the wild or in captivity, and they earn about 36000 to 93000 And zoologists are different from veterinarians in that they aren't exactly treating animals, although they may end up helping get treatment for animals that they find in the wild or 
that they notice is not doing well in captivity, but generally what they are doing is they are gathering information about certain species that are maybe perhaps going or being threatened in the wild or certain species in captivity. We off, You may often watch nature nature documentaries or any kind of video where there are animals being watched and documented, and often there are zoologists with these documenters who are researching the animals in detail. And zoology is really an area of science. So in when you are researching these animals, you are doing scientific research. And in this case, the level of education that might be needed might be perhaps a master's or a doctorate, depending on how far you want to go into research. Now, this was something that I didn't really consider before, but animal nutritionists are also a possible occupation that you could consider. And animal nutritionists basically create nutrition diets for animals and we may, you may often see ads for different kinds of foods for animals, often advertising greater nutrition or greater benefits for these animals. And of course, although many of us may not think about it, but there are animal nutritionists working behind those companies and the foods to create these diets. Yeah. But something that really caught me as I was kind of researching these careers for animal lovers is there is a, di- a specific occupation called wolf biologists. So these wolf biologists observe how wolves behave and live. And wolves are actually really essential because they are considered very similar to dogs. And they are a species that we are very interested in. This wolf biologist is its own occupation in that they are observing exactly how wolves act. And the salary is about 36000 to 93000 as they are able to observe wolves both in the wild and in captivity and gain a lot of information about them. And then, you know, we have kind of our less common occupations that people may not really know about, but they probably have seen perhaps in a video or heard of. But one of these, in in addition to wolf biologists, would be a reptile farmer. And it was really interesting. I was watching a couple YouTube videos before about with reptile farmers where they are breeding snakes in a huge store. They have several different cages with all different kinds of snakes. And they are working with these animals on a really hourly, daily basis. Cause and snakes, too, when um, there's there's different patterns on those snakes, right? And people, mm-hmm. people look to own certain pets with uh, the patterns. Yeah, I also I watched a YouTube video <laughs> where um, this one YouTuber, he he owns snakes uh, as pets. Mm-hmm. And he was discussing like the different patterns that, that you know, come up or the different patterns that he uh, sees on his own snakes and these mm-hmm. general categories of all the designs of the snake skins. And it's, it's quite cool. And I think definitely, you know, there would obviously be some sort of, you know, breeding uh, program that would spring up around that. Yeah, definitely. You know, we, I'm sure a lot of people do actually watch animal videos. They're so interesting and they have, you know, documentaries on Netflix and everything. But people just don't think about that. Think about the fact that these are really jobs. You know, there are reptile farmers, there are elephant trainers, there are wolf biologists, that there are so many other careers beyond just a veterinarian if you really want to work with animals in the future. Absolutely. 
Um, I think also there's, even if you're not going into, you know, salaried work or a salaried career, you could definitely embrace your love for animals by working for, uh, you know, working as a volunteer uh, at your local animal shelter or local, you know, humane society. And you can also probably, I mean, there's there's definitely work in the nonprofit sector as well. And mm-hmm. Katie, Katie, I love how you brought up zoos. Um, I, I, I watched a documentary sort of like a bbc program on youtube yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was about sumatran tigers and there was this one zoologist who mm-hmm. had who had you know helped a tiger mother in a captivity like in in captivity give birth to these tiger twins and he was oh. taking care of these two sumatran tiger cubs and yeah. He was doing it yeah and he was putting it on video and putting it on youtube to try and raise money for um you know the mm-hmm. sumatran the tiger. tiger and the preservation mm-hmm. of the tiger and so i think uh, besides, besides, you know, finding a job in this field, if you mm-hmm. love animals, you could definitely, uh, you know, again, find, find a job in the field, yeah. yeah, and then use that job to support efforts to preserve a certain species that you really care about, or, uh, you know, maybe an environment that's being disrupted by human activity uh, in the status quo. Definitely. <laughs> I just I thought that was a really nice. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And we oftentimes now we say, you know, why care about nature, especially with everything that's going on uh, currently with our current administration in the United States, particular. There's this there's this questioning of why nature really matters and why we need to care about our surroundings, but you know, the the reality is we are as much dependent on the environment as any other living creature and we interact with all of these animals. And so to desert careers in this field, in a field relating to animals, would be to essentially desert a part of ourselves, right? Like we just, yeah. we just forego nature entirely. So I think, I think this segment has been um, what you've said so far about all of these different positions that you can pursue uh, working with animals uh, as a career. I think that's that's important. I think it's important to raise awareness of all these Definitely. strange, you know, these unheard of positions. Um, I liked, yeah, the wolf biologist. Um, I think wolf biologist in particular is definitely probably like very important too, because they are, you know, historically they were hunted, especially in the United States. We had that, that idea that we needed to keep the deer alive and then we decided to hunt down all of its predators and that ended up being bad for you know the grazing animals and of course for the predators such as the wolves Uh, so that's definitely very important (laughs) so you know katie uh i just wanted to ask are you you know are you pursuing any maybe volunteer opportunities with animals or are you uh thinking of maybe going into one of these specific fields or picking one specific career <laughs> that you've listed <laughs> all of out of all of the amazing ones that you've already given us information about well you know as much as I want to, I haven't been able to find the time to really work, you know, in volunteer, but I do know that, you know, working in local shelters is a thing. Definitely a lot of um, people at my high school are able to volunteer at animal shelters and work with adoption centers just to, you know, help these animals do whatever they can. And we had that 
um, show with the theme of shelters where we ta- where we heard about the shelters for people but combined with animal shelters so that yeah, people can bring yeah. animals to the shelter and they also mentioned that high school volunteers work there too so I'm sure no matter where you are people can definitely find volunteer work with animals absolutely all right well thank you Katie so much for your inspiring thoughts on animals listeners be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the be the star you are charity that brings you this program for information on how to do this go to be the star you are.org and follow our blog I'm Brigitte Gia and I'm Katie Chu be the star you are Founder and Express Yourself producer Cynthia Bryan has just authored a brand new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. It's now available at www.cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store with 25% of proceeds benefiting Be The Star You Are and Express Yourself. Watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Keep listening to our refreshing discussion on the gift of animals. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The positive message outreach program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Katie Chu, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today, we're continuing an invigorating conversation about the gift of animals. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Joining us today is Express Yourself host and reporter Joven Hundle with another installation of his segment, World Watch. Hi, everyone. Uh, for this animal-themed show, I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to bring back World Watch. Now, when we think of animals, besides domestic animals like cats and dogs, you know, we typically think about some of the most recognized figures around the world. This might mean lions, tigers, pandas, penguins, elephants, grizzly bears, uh, polar bears, bald eagles, monkeys, blue whales, great white sharks, uh, rhinos, hippos, giraffes. You know, you get the idea. Um, (laughs) These animals are the ones that are always seen as stuffed animals in gift shops or on postcards on people's list of their favorite animals as well. However, if we actually wanted to ever see any of these animals, you know, we'd have to go to another country or go to a zoo or aquarium. Many of the animals I listed were the same ones that you would also probably think of if I had said exotic animals instead of just animals. I feel that sometimes we gloss over all the fascinating fauna a little closer to home, and so I wanted to dedicate this segment to talking about animals uh, here in North America. 
So how I was talking about a lot of animals we picture being exotic, uh, that especially rings true for big cats. You know, we'll be thinking of tigers, leopards, cheetahs, and lions. But here in the United States, we have jaguars in the Southwest, actually, um, in states, you know, like Arizona. We also have cougars, otherwise known by many different names, you know, mountain lions, pumas, or panthers. Uh, In fact, in the past few years, my Central Valley town has actually had two different cougar scares that almost shut down our schools, uh, which I guess is the California version of a snow day. (laughs) Uh, Another fascinating animal in the United States is the bald eagle. Uh, We all know and love the bald eagle as being the national animal of the United States. And the animal also has an awesome conservation story that shows we really can protect animals if we set our mind to it. Numerous laws were passed to protect bald eagles, including the banning of a certain pesticide that had harmed it. And now the bald eagle isn't endangered or even threatened. A fun experience of mine that happened last year in my biology class, also really opened my eyes to all the great animals around us. We went to California's Bay Area to study for a day at Monterey Bay Aquarium and also went kayaking. While kayaking, we encountered sea otters, seals, and sea lions, which we had a fun time trying and failing to our teacher's frustration to try and tell the three apart. Um, (laughs) America also has wonderful national parks full of amazing animals. Uh, One of the ones that particularly stands out is, you know, the Florida Everglades. It's the only place on Earth, I believe, where alligators and crocodiles coexist. Uh, The Midwest of the United States is also known for its bison, which is part of the culture there. And anyway, I just thought there were so many awesome wildlife hubs in the U.S. that I don't think we give enough credit to. Um, Another interesting story that I'd like to go over um, for this segment that I've actually read about North American megafauna is ironically known as the African paradox, even though it's about North American animals. (laughs) Um, So the term megafauna has a few different definitions. It can refer to any large animal or just large animals that meet specific criteria. So in this case, it refers to exceptionally large land mammals that have certainly not been tamed or domesticated. So Africa is famous for its megafauna, such as elephants, giraffes, rhinoceroses, and hippopotamuses. But in the Americas, we really can't boast the same biodiversity of these megafauna. We definitely do have our fair share, again, of all these fascinating animals, bison, bears, cougars, and the like. But the number of megafauna species, as well as the number of individual megafauna we have here, uh, both pale to continents like Africa and Asia. But here's the interesting part. The Americas actually did used to have far more megafauna. As far-fetched as some of these may sound, in prehistoric times, the Americas had direwolves, made popular in the show Game of Thrones, but actually former real animals, giant wolves. We had lions bigger than Africa's. We had beavers that were eight feet long and giant sloths that were actually the size of elephants. And then, of course, we had saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths. All of these listed, as well as many others, have all died out now, and researchers are still trying to figure out why they died out, while so many of Africa's megafauna have stayed alive to the present day. And it'll be interesting in the coming years if scientists can indeed figure out the reasoning behind this African paradox. Um, As this info could, you know, sure, we fill in some gaps in these prehistoric times that we do know so which relatively little about. Some current theories are about, you know, different comets hitting the United States, as well as different simulations that 
scientists and researchers had, which showed that even a very small group of explorers crossing the Bering Strait could have wiped an entire continent of their megafauna. So we don't know which of these theories actually are the ones that happened, but again, it'll be interesting to see if scientists can find any new developments about that. And so anyway, I just thought some of these topics would be perfect to talk about for today's Gift of Animals theme, and I hope you all enjoyed hearing about them. Yeah, absolutely. Super interesting. And especially yeah, that last one, the, the African paradox is definitely something uh, <laughs> something to think about, something for us, to, <laughs> something that will keep us up at night. And I think, yeah, there's, there's so many different possibilities of, uh, you know, different reasons why our megafauna in North America could have been wiped out. And those are some definitely some very very cool ones, and I'll uh, I hope to see that develop. Maybe find an article about it in my news app. <laughs> in, well, well, we need in the to coming see months. a Jurassic Park movie based off those kinds of. Things. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> yeah, make it happen. I need <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Um, but uh, you know, uh, Joven, I wanted to ask you about. You know, uh, you spoke about the cougar scares that you had uh, in your hometown. Um, you know, I wanted to ask: Are there any other memorable experiences beyond beyond the cougar cougar snow days in California that you've had uh, with you know these cool North American species see I did have an awesome opportunity to go snorkeling in LA um, and then after snorkeling we were able to go in a submarine and so a lot of these animals uh, all the marine animals that I saw during it were the same ones that I would have seen in Monterey Bay Aquarium or really any aquarium but it was just so awesome to you know kind of observe these animals in their natural habitat and so I, it was a really awesome experience and then of course I live um, only a few hours away from Yosemite and it's always a treat going and visiting Yosemite hiking there seeing animals it's always a treat Oh, definitely. Oh, you know, funny story. My um, my mother. We we were in Yosemite, and I I I live a little farther up north in California, and so we do have to drive down. But my mother ended up. It, it was late at night. And we were driving through the kind of winding roads, and you know, Yosemite. There's the paths are a little <laughs> rougher, and we came. We were driving and driving, and just this herd of elk comes out oh my god my mother almost drives into this giant elk and it was definitely very scary uh so that was an experience i had with yosemite one you won't forget anytime soon like the movie where you just kind of almost get caught in, in like a herd of huge animals but yeah i think coven made a huge you know point you mentioned that like with the bald eagle, we were able to easily save them from extinction, from being threatened by taking action to it. And I'm sure, you know, um, Bridget was mentioning this in an earlier segment about, I'm sure, I think a lot of schools or a lot of us have watched the, the video where, you know, in trying to preserve deer, we take away the wolves, but that ended up messing with the whole ecosystem. And then we put back the wolves and then it works again. It just shows how easily what we do can affect whether, you know, a species survives well or doesn't. And well, I thought absolutely, that yeah. And, you know, that brings up the whole conversation also about, you know, like invasive species where we've destroyed and created new ecosystems all around the world that might not have any business being there in the first place. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's such it's really important, you know, that we realize, oh, whatever we do, kind of like taking away the wolves, we thought it'd be a good thing, but then it had such a huge impact on the entire ecosystem and you know, with megafauna, things that we could do to, you know, maybe we could have such a great impact that we would be able to create an environment where the animals living in Africa could live in North America. You never know, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And yeah, we, we as humans, uh, Joven, you brought up earlier that uh, a small group of humans even may have had this giant impact on our landscape in North America. Um, and so, you know, we see this human impact and hopefully we'll be able to coexist with our animal friends. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jovan, for this amazing segment and all of this information that you've given us uh, to think about, again, (laughs) about animals and about, you know, the continent we live on. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Audience, make sure to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Brigitte Gia. And I'm Katie Chu. It's not too late to make a tax-deductible donation for last year. Please visit our charity site at bethestarur.org and stay right here with us as we continue our amazing discussion on the gift of animals. Show the world your smile Be the star you are If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte Gia, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we are continuing a lively discussion on our theme, The Gift of Animals. And I'm Katie Chu. Here with us today is Heather Brittany. Heather Brittany is a certified bar method instructor with degrees in English, communication, and women's health. From 2002 to 2016, she co-hosted the segment T42 on the lifestyle program Star Style Be The Star You Are with Cynthia Bryan. She has been an advocate for all animals since childhood, having been surrounded by all kinds of animals since she was young. She wrote the chapter, The Gift of Animals, for our forthcoming book, Be the Star You Are for Millennials. Formerly 
family, Heather worked as a reproductive health assistant, and now today she works in the wine industry touting the wellness benefits of a daily glass of vino. She and her husband are owned and loved by their dog, Dulce, so look for her children's book, The Adventures of Dulce Perro, coming soon. With that, let's welcome Heather onto the show. Hi, Heather. Hi, guys. So, you know, just talking about animals as that's today's theme you've been an advocate for animals all your life because you know you've been around animals for a long time especially when you were young what was your first memory of falling in love with an animal oh gosh I mean so we always had animals I'm sure that came from my mom but um, when I was little my actually my very first words uh, we had a dog named Neferti, and that was my mom was a really big history buff person. So growing up until we started taking over the names, and um, she <laughs> named them all really um, like ancient history, you know, p- people from history um, imp- mm-hmm. of importance. So we had a dog named Nefertiti, named after Nefertiti uh, of Egypt, mm-hmm. and uh, my first words were Titi. So uh, my first love affair was with this dog, um, this little dog named Titi. So, yeah. Oh, that is that is so cute, and I, I love the the historically relevant names. That is definitely the way to go. Um, I I love history, <laughs> and I'm hoping you know right now my my family is a little iffy about pets because we do have a young a smaller kid. But when I get my first pet, hopefully <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with and something you know as creative so as that. One- what's so wonderful actually that you talk about having little kids is uh, it's crazy being when now that I'm the adult now that I'm in my 30s uh, growing up when we were kids we would go up to my grandmother's ranch and again there's so many animals there's so many kids and now I'm an adult now my cousins all have kids and these little kids and it's so amazing and so fun and so crazy uh, my one of my little cousins she just has this menagerie of pets, and she's um, she's about three years old, and she has this cat that I forget. I think the cat's name's Toby. I, I'm not sure, but this cat is basically like Gumby that she just like basically like throws the cat on like a a little you know shawl or something, and this cat is like her best friend, and it she she has ducks and chickens and horses, and it's I love seeing this little girl that just has so much. The animals just like flock to her and so it's so exciting to see that as with little kids so I think and I think little kids and animals are a great bonding thing so sharing that with your parents if they're nervous about little kids and animals I think that's a great stepping stool goodness I need to tell them that like come on this is yeah this is bonding this is a sort of you know social thing and oh it's great that you're that your relative is starting young that's so cute three-year-old and the the catch-all um but you know speaking of youth yeah speaking of youth and childhood uh Heather you know do you remember um besides maybe your first memory of falling in love with with (laughs) Didi uh do you remember your first pet were were you know uh Nefertiti and I'm being told uh the other dog's name was Napoleon. Were they your first pets? Yeah, you know, and actually, Napoleon was before me. And again, did you hear that? And again, Napoleon, Napoleon W. Again, this is, this is again, <laughs> a historical things, historical things from uh, history of, with all these dogs. Yeah, we also had a goose named Toulouse because a long, but yes, Nefertiti was my first, my first memory with pets. 
um, which then eventually led me into 4-H. <laughs> you know, talking about first pets, and you were mentioning how they're great with children. I remember in fifth grade, I was my mom. My mom was trying to find a way to kind of motivate me to study more. And what she told me was, if you get a hundred percent on the next five consecutive tests in a row, then I will buy you a guinea pig. And <laughs> every time before a test, I spent like five hours sitting in front of the computer just studying just because I wanted that pet so much and I got 100% on the next five tests and got my first guinea pig and I remember how happy I was so you know what you said about the bonding between kids and pets and especially how much they love them that's definitely something that's (laughs) there and I'm sure you experienced it very strongly (laughs) with 100% and, you know, and I think that's a great lesson within a lesson that your parents were showing you that they, that you had to work for this goal and for this thing that your parents told you, okay, if in order for you to get the skinny pig, you have to do really well in these tests. So it's sort of, you know, you, you already have to take a responsibility. And as you know, pets are so wonderful, but they're definitely a responsibility. Um, so that was showing already that you were able to take that so much time toward your studying um, because you wanted to get this pet, and then tell me once you had this pet, I don't know if you still have have her today or him or her, but probably, you know, with it that um, there probably was a lot, you know, I'm sure you had to, all the, you know, feeding, taking care of, <laughs> exercising, cleaning the cage, but, you know, beyond just the chore of it, of, I bet this, this animal probably it meant a lot to you, right? That probably you had that bonding experience. Yeah, definitely, and you know, I'm sure you've taken care of so many different kinds of pets. What, you know, and all pets can re- require different kinds of responsibility depending on what they need from yeah. whoever is taking care of them. But what, who, or which of the animals that you've taken care of did you feel that you ended up putting more, you know, effort and time toward to raising and taking care of? Well, in my recent life, so when I was younger, I was in a thing called 4-H, if anyone's ever heard of it, and they do a lot of things with animals. Um, you just, you learn all about it, and also, um, there's also an aspect of it uh, that if you ever, ever go to the county fair, you'll see kids that are either just showing animals for show, or there's dairy, or there's even for livestock that go on for meat products. Um, but, uh, so that was just sort of my basics with it. Uh, but when I moved on to college, I actually, um, uh, unplanned puppyhood, I ended up adopting a dog, uh, very quickly, a dog <laughs> that was about to get abandoned on, uh, basically these people were going to get rid of it if no one would take it. And I, next thing I know, I'm driving home with a little dog and that was, you know, one of those things, you know, when you're driving away thinking, what did I just do? And, but I thought of, but you know, it was that emotional feeling that I, I looked at this, this poor, this little dog and just, and not, you know, that heartbreaking thought of, of, you know, sort of, I think, in all things of life, if I don't do something, who will? And, uh, and I just thought, you know, you, I, 
couldn't live with that thought, just leaving, thinking, well, someone else will probably take her, um, because maybe no one would, and, and then I wouldn't, and without knowing, and cut to now almost uh, 14, the, she's going to be 15 this year, almost 14 years oh, wow. later. Uh, yeah, that's, that was the first, um, you know, the kids, so, you know as, as the kids say now, adulting, that was the first adulting <laughs> thing for myself, uh, when I was 19 years old, um, <laughs> suddenly taking on this responsibility, and it really was, that is amazing, you know, as all things you learn, um, the loves and the, the stars, but I could not imagine myself without this amazing creature. She's actually, as I'm talking with you guys tonight, she's actually sitting, as she's so old, she has a lot of sleeping now, but she's actually sleeping oh. right next to her now on, on, her, little, on her little queen bed. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is, that's such a heartwarming story. I love, I, I love when, you know, these connections come up uh, between, you know, you and an animal. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. And, you know, I, I worked uh, for uh, a, quite a while at an animal shelter in, in the Bay Area where, where I'm situated. And, you know, you have all of these, these poor deers who, who need a home. And it's so good that you were able to, uh, you know, step up and provide a home for, for your puppy <laughs> in this unplanned puppyhood. Uh, but I want to ask, Heather, um, you know, you, were, you mentioned you were a college student at the time. Was there any difficulty, you know, taking care of this new puppy and also going to classes? Did you have to reschedule a lot of things? How was handling, you know, everything with college and, you know, bearing the responsibility for a pet. Wow, you know, you bring up such an excellent point. And as I joke about an unplanned puppyhood, it really <laughs> shows me in these ways I have so much um, respect and so much for women who are able to be moms and going to college of these things and doing these things on their own because I always think of, you know, for honesty of how many times there was so much, you know, responsibility thing, and it's just, and, and not to say it's just a dog, but to me this dog is, is my family, that, that I, I don't have kids yet, but for, she is like a kid to me. And there are times she went thinking, I, as gosh, I will say in the beginning, it was so hard to leave her because she was just so cute. <laughs> I didn't want to leave her. Um, but, you know, I think when there are times, yeah, I'd have to go to class and, and you know, she was new and she would want to cry. It was, it really was Aww. that stuff. I, I, I really can understand that I can't, I'm not saying it, it is, it, it, at all, I'm sure it is a speck on the speck of what the true responsibility of having a child is. But I think that also is a great, you know, kind of brings in for everything, even as an adult, of that dogs or any kind of animal, um, they bring on... They bring on so much responsibility, as do humans, as do we. As you guys were talking in your first episode mm-hmm. about um, that, you know, about certain creatures being invasive species. Yeah. Uh, humans are the most, and we are the truest invasive species. Yeah. Right? We yeah. talk about other things, but we've taken over so much. And I think in the best way is that um, because we have, we, we have destroyed so many habitats and so many things of no longer mm-hmm. exist because of our existence. Yeah. So I think it's our responsibility to really care for what is in existence. So Absolutely. I think with animals, yeah, it is giving that, that caring thing that um, I know you say working in a shelter, 
And my yeah. gosh, that thank you so much for taking on. That is such a uh, wonderful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you see yeah. that firsthand. Of, of everyone needs that sense of we're saying is a shelter and a home of giving. So. So, yeah, I think that, that animals comes with so much responsibility, and it, at times it was really hard and find that management. And as they say, it takes a village. Uh, but, yeah, animals, too, also, they, they are yeah. do become a little self-reliant, too, and I think that's why Absolutely. it's really responsible or really uh, important yeah. as a uh, pet owner that you mm-hmm. supply a proper amount of space for your animal so that you can exactly. be away in the daytime so that they can have outdoor space as well. Exactly. Definitely. You know, you do have to take this responsibility. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for this fantastic conversation. Make sure to tune in to Star Style Radio audience on Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel, where Heather is a monthly guest. Visit StarStyleRadio.com to find more information information unfortunately we're out of time but heather will be back for the next segment with uh, a continuation of our conversation audience during the break be sure to check out our 501c3 literacy and positive media charity at be the star i'm brigitte gia and i'm katie Chu. be sure to visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show when we come back we will be continuing our conversation on the gift of animals Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Katie Chu. Our program is Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about animals. And I'm Brigitte Chia. In this last segment, we will be continuing our conversation with Heather Brittany on the theme of the gift of animals. Again, Heather Brittany is not only an emerging author, but also one of the co-authors of the Be the Star You Are book series, and several of her chapters, including the gift of animals, has been included over the years in the anthology series. All right, with that, let's welcome Heather right back onto the show. Hi, Heather. Hello, hello. Hi. Again, thank you so much for coming on today and for speaking with us about your animal experience. Um, Thank you you so much for having me. 
Absolutely. It's been wonderful so far, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to a great conversation in this segment. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'll just go ahead and jump right into some questions for you. I wanted to ask, Heather, how do you think, uh, what's your opinion on the question, you know, how do animals make us better people? Like, how do they contribute to our lives? Oh, my goodness. So, you know, it, it's so amazing. I think, I think the, those moments of silence, are, there's so many actions speak louder than words, as they say, uh, because truly, you know, we can't, animals, we, we can't have that actual human conversation with them, but so much is expressed just with emotion, just with care. And I'll just say, for example, our little chihuahua that I talked about in the first uh, segment, they'll say, um, whenever one of us, uh, myself or my husband, is sick, she is right, she will not leave your side, and we, so we jokingly we call her Dr. Dulce and whenever like she is <laughs> so it's like whenever you don't feel good and it's like instantly she knows that and she's right there and there's just that comforting thing and it, and that goes for just think you know growing up when you're sick um, or even as an adult now or, or when I was in college I'm calling my mom and I know over the phone she can't do anything but just that kind of baby you know when they say oh I'm sorry honey I, oh, I wish mm-hmm. I could be you know, and you just sort of want to vent um, and it makes you feel better or when they come in you know and just kind of taking care of you it's just that loving it's just that that human compassion that human touch or uh, you know whenever you know when you're why they why they truly have therapy dogs or therapy animals is just that sense of companionship that um, this this these moments you share with creatures I think that um, animals I think if we just kind of listen to each other in those nonverbal ways, just kind of, you know, being around each other and feeling each other's energy. Um, there is so much communication that we really can be together. So I think I think unity, I think love, I, companionship, trust, I think there, there's uh, just a plethora, an endless amount that, uh, that you can learn, that animals um, can teach us and teach us about ourselves uh, as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I remember from one of our earlier shows about the gift of shelters, there was, there's been shelters where animals are now able to bring their, um, or people are now able to bring their animals with them so that they can still have, you know, their pets right by their side as they're healing from whatever situation they were trying to get away from in, in their shelters. And, you know, just as you mentioned, I think, having their animals with them probably has such a huge effect. And I just loved how, you know, you talked about how Dulce was pretty much your child (laughs) in a way. And I remember my ceramics teacher for about two months, he kept talking about his daughters. And we definitely thought, oh, you know, he must have two daughters. And then one day he goes like, yeah, I had to take my daughters to the, you know, to a hospital. And we're like, oh, no, what happened? And he said... Um, she had to, they had to get their claws sharpened, and we said, <laughs> and, she said and he said, my my cats, my daughters, and we were well, none of us knew for a good two months. And, oh gosh! <laughs> yeah. But you know, I feel that that same way, and and you know, and it it must be true because it's a multi-billion-dollar industry in our country. Mm-hmm. You think of you know there there's. Petco, there's all these pet shops, there's all oh, these veterinarians, we, and, and not just, you know, that side of it, think of the, the clothing industry for, for yeah, pets and, and all like, these, you and know, the all these specialty treats, and, too. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, the whole, yeah, the specialty treats are the ones that get to me, you know, like the, the pet bakeries and this, oh, this. Yes. yeah, and you know, I feel they deserve it. Oh <laughs> they're my, they're 100, such comforts. 100%, because I, I 100% feel the same. And something interesting in Southern California here uh, at LAX, they started doing, or at least they had during the holiday time, uh, they had uh, dogs, sort of like service dogs, but they were, um, they were meant for almost like layover dogs. They were, they were meant, to, they were there for people to come and pet and, and feel that stress because studies have shown oh, yeah. that when you pet an animal for their, and so these dogs were specially trained and they were all different breeds. So, because some people, um, low, you know, as, um, for, have, you know, some people have certain bias. They're scared of particular dogs or maybe they have oh. really happy memories when they see their, and these were all different kinds of breeds and these were all, I think, formerly shelter dogs, but they were just there and they had this room so people could come in when they were stuck at the airport, stuck in these lines, stuck in the, and they could um, come, you know, it, while they're just kind of stuck there and mm-hmm. pet the animals and, you know, that I just kind of feel that joy and relief for a little time of, of really, you know, just petting, petting a dog and I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's just... Again, it kind of exemplifies that message that animals make us better people and animals yeah. provide us with all this comfort. And that's that's especially with a lot of a lot of the, you know, the drama and the news has been going on within the airports too. And, you know, just having those those puppies there is just so nice and, you know, just such a such a good reminder that animals are an essential part of our lives. And speaking of, I'd like to just bring up one more question. This kind of maybe more prevalent to our um, our situation sure. with food waste. Yeah. And so, you know, in the United States, I think it's like 40% of our food gets thrown out annually. And there's been a movement kind of with that statistic in mind uh, for people to, you know, scoot away from buying things at supermarkets and compiling all this waste and maybe raising backyard chickens um, or backyard animals uh, to kind of mitigate that. You know, what do you think are the benefits of that and maybe, you know, pros and cons, the benefits and the drawbacks? Of course. Well, pros and cons. One, make sure um, you are able to do it in your area and that you have the space for it that's allowed for it. If you're able to, I mean, it's, again, it's not for everyone. We, growing up, we had that, and we actually right now, we do have the land for it. So our, our house, we do have six chickens. And something that's so amazing to me is um, for ourselves, uh, we try to eat really healthy, but of course, and we have to get stuff from the store. But even just vegetables or things, it's, it's so crazy of how much stuff you know. You set with good intentions. You go to you buy apples, and somehow you don't eat them. And next thing they're rotten, and then you don't really want to mm-hmm. eat them, but you hold on to them, and then you end up throwing them away. And so it it is really wonderful that we have animals that we can give them to, so that uh, they're eating it. It's organic. What they don't eat then gets absorbed into the soil, and then it becomes compost, sort of completing that circle. And then they get lay us these beautiful, wonderful, healthy eggs. It's fascinating. Just in our house here, we have a little Tupperware that with whatever food we don't eat, we throw into this, we call it the chicken bucket, and it goes to the chickens, and it's amazing how full this bucket is every day. And we think about wow. how much food we used to throw out that we, we always think of ourselves not as being wasteful. 
So if people, if, if you are able to have chickens, that's awesome. If you, if you don't, um, there's other ways you can uh, figure out with that, you know, of um, putting into compost. But, yeah, I think the great thing is completing that circle with chickens and then with eggs and healthy stuff. Um, animals, again, are so wonderful. And the benefits, if you are able to have that kind of stuff, is then with, especially with chickens, then you can use their, their poop as fertilizer for your garden. And, again, again, and then they bring worms and all that kind of, of healthy stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it helps, again, animals are that amazing way, too, that can help close that circle um, about with food waste, that you can find ways. And then, again, their waste becomes helpful products for our environment and then helps create better uh, vegetables and products that help for us and then so on and so on. Yeah, definitely. I agree. It's not just that animals are kind of mir- Animals can serve so many purposes to us, and, you know, we are animals too, but just having (laughs) someone, you know, another animal with us can not only bring comfort, but you mentioned can help us, you know, get rid of the waste in our kitchens or just live more efficiently, more happily, you know, no matter how old you are. I know people who are, you know, neighbors across the street who are definitely, you know, much later in their lives but they still have puppies and are living so happily and then you know I also have neighbors who are as young as three and they have their own dogs you know yeah yeah thank you so much Heather for such an amazing and amazing and enlightening discussion and definitely so much for having me yeah it was wonderful and you were just so enthusiastic and encouraging about having pets that it was great (laughs) but Audience, listen to more interviews with Heather Brittany at www.starstyleradio.com. With that, it's time to say farewell. We give our thanks to Starstyle Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, A-Rod. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Katie Chu. And I'm Brigitte Gia. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to btsya.org and our main site at bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, connect with animals, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself